Blog Talk Radio. Hello there, this is President George W. Bush <laughs> telling you that you better listen to the A.J. Bruno Show. <laughs> it's coming up next. From the Northern Command, in sunny, tropical, wonderful blue state, Obamaland, New Jersey, the A.J. Bruno Show is on now. Hey everyone, welcome uh, to the second episode of the AJ Bruno show. It's great to be back. Uh, glad you're all tuning in. Uh, we were expecting both of our guests to be with us today. Um, there was a uh, YRNF, Young Republican National Federation, uh, conference call apparently, so they both had to cancel. Um, I'm not sure. We hear from them later, uh, but we'll try and reschedule as soon as possible. I'm sorry about that. It was in the last minute. Just heard about it a little while ago. Uh, so let's uh, get back to today's memo. Um, oof. Well, a lot's happened the past week. Uh, it certainly has not gotten any better. I, <laughs> I don't think anyone who called themselves a conservative uh, would disagree with that. I hope, hope not. You know, we have... Obama up to his usual tricks, and we have the Democrats in general up to their uh, regular antics. What's something that's really got me fired up today is this whole whole uh, issue with the Minnesota Senate race. As if the, the Democrats don't have enough seats as it is, you know they always have to steal elections. <laughs> um, it, it, it's so you can't even. I mean, you can't even put into words the way these people think. Some aspects of a liberal Democrat mind, uh, apparently they think it's okay to, to cheat and do whatever it takes to accomplish their uh, goals or objectives, I suppose. So this whole thing with uh, the Coleman-Franken race in Minnesota seems to be dragging on now into March. And so I'm sure there's a following it. Uh, this idiot whack job Franken uh, basically he moved to have it dismissed to have himself seated and whatever that was denied so they're still reviewing it um, you know Coleman's people are saying they should have a new election at this point which uh, as, as much as any reasonable mind would agree that Coleman won this race and that the Democrats the liberal in this country are trying to steal it from him. It's also, you know, I mean, (laughs) Franken's camp and his crazy supporters know that if they hold a new election because people can see what a total douchebag he is and what a, uh, how completely incompetent and how completely low he goes, that he would probably lose by a pretty substantial margin. um, So obviously they don't want that. But it, just, just if you just go to the core issue here, Coleman won the race. He won it by at least several hundred votes. You know, remember on election night, um, you know, all the precincts come in, 100%, Coleman wins, whatever. And then they, you know, discover all these votes, uh, you know, here and there, they vote in someone's trunk, and, and it's just really, really sketchy. Um, 
you know, I mean, there's votes from there's certain precincts which, of course, heavily favor Al Franken, where the number of votes that were cast is greater than the number of people in the actual precinct. That's not sketchy at all. Clearly, there's something funny going on, and clearly, this low-life Franken is trying to steal a Senate seat, and it's wrong. It's it's this democratic scheme to try and get closer to that filibuster. I mean, not that, not that they're going to face that much uh, opposition. We had a couple of rhinos willing to cave in for minimal token concessions, uh, like Snow Collins and Specter did with the whole stimulus bill. But it's important. Now, Coleman's a pretty reliable vote. He's right on the vast majority of, of pertinent issues. And we, we have to make sure he keeps his seat. He won it fairly. He won it fairly. And they're trying to steal it. They're trying to steal Senate seat. And the Democrats do this over and over and time and time again. I, I, you know, it's easy to say, why can't they just play ball? Why can't they just work within the confines of our uh, representative republic within our... Uh, but the rules that the founders established that far greater minds than them have established in the history of this country in our political system of government. And, you know, apparently the rules don't apply to them. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> or so they think. I mean, they've done this so many times, trying to steal elections. And it's time that it stops. Someone should expose it. And if, if, if Franken gets away with this, with stealing this seat, this would be incredibly wrong. You know, the guy is not remotely qualified. He's a radical. He cheats. Who would want him? I don't understand it. For instance, Ben Stein. Um, yeah, I, I liked him when I met him. He's a pretty you know, conservative guy. And long history. A speechwriter for Nixon and Reagan and whatnot. Um, for some reason, he supports him. He thinks that he'd be a good independent voice in the Senate. No, he won't. He would just be another vote for the radical leftist Obama agenda. And that's something we can't allow, and that's something that a majority of the voters in Minnesota said no to. Well, not a majority because there was a third party candidate, but the largest plurality of the voters said no to that. And a majority, if you count the independent party candidate, who got uh, 18%, something along those lines. Um, so this is something we can't allow to happen. People have to I mean, I hope you hope the judges in Minnesota will do the right thing and not not allow this whole uh, shenanigans, not allow this to continue. You know, one can only hope. But we'll have to see what they do and let's hope. I mean, if you have a comment on this, you can feel free to call in. Let me know. Let me know what you think. It's three four seven three zero eight. 8073 is the number. But, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the Democrats have such a long history of doing this. Um, I can think of a number of notable examples of them outright stealing elections. I don't know how many people remember the governor's race in 2004 in Washington, Washington State, uh, with Dino Rossi, who was a conservative Republican, Italian, so pretty cool in my books. 
uh, against this Christine Gregoire, this ugly, mean liberal who I'm sure people heard about her, that whole uh, thing. She put that atheist monument in the state house at Christmas time, you know, low stuff like that. So this guy, Rossi, he won the first couple of recounts. And, <laughs> I mean, Democrats love these recounts. They keep asking for them and asking for them. And then when they finally move away from the machine recounts and go to a hand recount, which a machine recount is far more reliable than a hand recount. Machines don't have political preferences if they're done fairly. People do. And there are people, even if it's a small, small percentage, who will sway a few dozen votes here and there in a way they weren't cast. And in a close race with, with hundreds of votes, it's not hard. It's not hard to flip, flip an election like that. It is not hard at all. And, and for people to put up with uh, allowing this stuff get by, it's just, it's just, it's just wrong. Um, but, you know, that's a past issue, and we have to make sure it stops now. But Minnesota be the first time that we say no to the liberal Democrat uh, agenda to steal races like this. It has to stop. It has to stop. And shame on, shame on those judges and shame on whoever if they allow Franken to, to steal this race. It's wrong. It's just wrong. So I, I've been pretty fired up about that. I hope some other people are. <laughs> it's certainly something that's uh, rubbing me the wrong way. Now, there's been a lot made of this whole... Uh, it's another issue. There's been a lot made of this whole steel... Uh, Limbaugh thing lately. Um, you know, Michael Steele, the new RNC chair, which and a lot of people said that he was the most moderate of the candidates. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's like a nice guy, pretty conservative, uh, whatnot. I don't know how they define moderate, but uh, he's been, you know, I'm not going to, I don't really much care for this this whole spat he had with him and Limbaugh and whatnot. If you're asking who's the leader of the Republican Party, technically it's, it's Michael Steele. Um, he should be a stronger leader, obviously. I don't know if Steele's with this whole uh, you know, hip uh, ribbon message or whatever he's trying to do. Um, but I mean, look, this whole this whole Limbaugh thing. Yes, Limbaugh is an entertainer. Um, there are certain things I don't like about the man personally. I agree with most of what he said, though. Probably not the best target when we're in this massive battle with the radical left-wingers in this country. So I think you have to pick your battles. I think you have to focus your energy appropriately. And... I mean, that's, that's, I guess it's something the liberals want to do. They want to try and distract the message, have them focused on, you know, on each other, and this isn't something that we can allow them. We can allow them to do. It's part of this massive diversion. Just like in the last election, when they try, when they play their games and, and fool the majority, you know, 52.7% thereabouts. They play these mind games with people. They play these manipulative games. And we can't 
We can't allow it. Because if they're allowed to get away with this, if they're allowed to get away with this, we won't do as well as we should have next year. And the, the 2012 race in Texas. If this country, this country survives long enough, which I hope it does, to get to the 2012 race and <laughs> the race going, we know that we will. We have to be ready to counter whatever they, whatever they do, whatever they plan on doing. And in order to do that, we've got to have our message focused, solid conservative message all around. We can't be trying to muddle in the waters and, and think we need to become more like the Democrats, more like the liberals, reach across the center, and, and blah, blah, blah. This is exactly what the liberals want. Exactly what they want. We have to stop it. We have to stop it. And, I mean, if, if there's anyone out there who thinks that we need to move towards the center, we need to be more moderate and uh, not be more hip like the Democrats apparently are with their, with their glorious leader, um, Comrade Brock, let me know, 347-308-8073. Right, I got some messages here, a little bit of confusion, I guess, about the people who are uh, supposed to have as our guest today, which I apologize again for. Um, yeah, okay. Jessica Colon is the current chair of the Young Republicans. That's not the uh, Republican Party. Michael Steele is the chair of the Republican Party. Um, we were going to have the two top candidates on for the Young Republicans, which is an organization that uh, comprises Republicans 18 to 40, which, you know, affiliated with the party, but not not still, uh, not the RNC. So if that clears up any confusion with the listener who uh, asked about that, we will have them on, we'll try to have them on as soon as we can. Um, but, you know, this is actually an important issue. Let me touch on this in a segment also. And if you have a comment on this, I'll be happy to take some calls uh, a little later. This whole issue of reforming the party, and, and there's a huge outcry for this now. Yes, we need to focus our message, but reform the conservative philosophies that are behind the Republican Party is, an, is another story. <sighs> Like I, I said this, I've said this countless times. The only reason that the grand old party was defeated in 2008 to an extent 2006 was because we ran away from our principles. We ran away from our commander in chief. These these conservative philosophies, these conservative ideals, you know, that is of uh, social defense, of fiscal conservatism, are essential. Are essential for the future of our party. Are essential for the future of our country. And a lot of people are, you know, throwing in the towel, saying the Republican Party is a lost cause, or well, excuse me, lost cause, or conservatism itself is a lost cause. That's not true. That's what the liberals want you to think. 
ethic, to let the liberals direct how you think, if you let the liberals set the agenda, then they're just going to run the board with whatever they want to do. With whatever they want to do. I mean, look, unfortunately, it's a two-party system. I actually subscribe to the belief that uh, President Washington helped. Maybe we would have been better off if we didn't have any parties. You know, he warned against forming them. And all that has hurt the country. Yeah, and now we have a radical like Obama. <laughs> I just thought I'd be saying that. I mean, can you imagine? How did this happen? That Barack Hussein Obama is our president. And then it was in no way remotely qualified or able for the to hold this position. He doesn't deserve to hold it. He doesn't deserve it. We've got a lot of great conservatives, a lot of great African American conservatives in our party. You know, what what about uh what about Alan Keyes? What about Lynn Swan? Um Michael Steele now the obviously chairman. Um you know, what about Kenneth Blackwell? Um what about Jesse Watts? We have a lot of these guys. We have a lot I think we have a lot of great, diverse conservative leaders in our party. But we have to celebrate, regardless of who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, they try and play the race game. They try to, they try to play that card. It doesn't matter if the person holds the ideals we believe in. That's what counts. That's how we will win. That's how we will take this country back. By sticking to all of our principles. Not some, not picking and choosing like McCain did, but all of them cannot compromise on these core, core values. And to all the people out there who are still saying, we have to support Obama, he's our president, you know, you don't want America to fail, do you? Blah, 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 blah. Well, no, when he does things like what he's going to do tomorrow, uh, reinstall or reverse the federal moratorium on uh, government-funded embryonic stem cell research. We cannot support how many of things like that. Using taxpayer dollars to... I mean, there's two reasons. Number one, this is not, this is not the most scientifically uh, best... It's not the scientifically best way to do it. There's been so much success with adult stem cell research and... Uh, and other forms that are actually curing disease. In fact, these aren't theoretical sciences. These are sciences that are working. And they want to dabble all this money into something that's theoretical and that's not going to have as much of an effect. Or if it, even, if it's, even if it's comparable. Even if it's comparable. So what you're doing is instead of not crossing any ethical boundaries, and that's the other issue, instead of not crossing any ethical boundaries, you're going way over the line. And so you're destroying life for the purpose of potentially saving it. That's not how we're supposed to think in America. That's not what Americans believe. And this man took an oath to uphold the Constitution. He's not upholding it. He's tearing it to shreds. And then he's lighting it on fire. That's what he thinks about our Constitution in every way. I'll say this again. We don't have to support someone who has no regard for the principles that made this country great, for the principles that will continue 
to make this country great. We don't have to support someone like that. Why? Who says we do? The mainstream media? The, the radical left in this country? You know? That's who's saying it. That's who's trying to manipulate people into, into believing it. You know, we're smarter than them. They don't want to think for us. There's some people who are letting them think for them. And we can't... We shouldn't allow something like that. So don't, don't buy into it. Keep thinking for yourselves. And, and let's finally... We, we need reform, but we don't need the kind of reform that some people are proposing. You know, the whole... Let's support Obama. Let's, let's you know, hope all his policies succeed. Uh, let's believe in him. Let's all be behind him. No, no, no. When he's wrong, and he's wrong almost all the time, and he's shown that the past uh, month and a half, we have to stand up to him and say, no, you're not going to get away with doing these things. You're not going to, you know, use our money for this unethical research. You're not going to uh, keep bailing out all these corporations that spend it on their lavish getaways and parties and flushing down the toilet and <laughs> whatever else they do. Because they're clearly not doing it to fix the country. Does anyone believe they are? You know, they've, they've given hundreds of billions of dollars and keep giving it to friggin' the AIG, which isn't even a bank. I mean... <laughs> Wow, just the, the stupidity of this man, the sheer stupidity. I mean, when you have when you have an issue, and I'll I'll, I'll touch on this uh, before we have our liberal wisdom timeout. Then I, you know, Paul in will take some commercials after that break. Uh, uh, commercials, sorry. We'll we'll take some calls after that break at three four seven three zero eight. 8073, so I can start loading my phone lines up in a couple of minutes. Um, you know, when you have a country, the United States of America, which has a administration which is going to be diametrically opposed to the incoming uh, premiership in the incoming governorship, government in Israel, you know there's something very wrong. There's something extremely wrong. It's this... I'm in a country that's supposed to be one of our top allies. And now we're going to have someone who's a complete dope. Complete dope. It doesn't... And he doesn't realize that when you're faced with the nut jobs and these Islamic radicals, you've got to show some guy wins. You've got to be willing to say no. I'm not going to negotiate with you when you're doing the, when you're doing the, the sort of benefits you're doing. Committing acts of terrorism, which is what Hamas does in the in the West Bank, or um, some of these other people. Um, you know, like uh, you know, you have Ahmed Yenishad, who's in Iran, who's who's funding a proxy war against us in Iraq, shipping all these armaments and what whatnot there. I mean, it's not as bad as it once was, obviously, because the surge is successful, but he's still doing it. You know, what happened in the days we're fighting a proxy war was a declaration of war. Have we grown, grown that complacent, grown that weak? I mean, they're helping out Hamas and Hezbollah, who are firing rockets into Israel and whatnot, and threatening our interests over there and killing innocent people. And we're just going to tolerate it? We're just going to tolerate it? I think not. I think not. 
But, you know, President uh, Barack Hussein Obama seems to think differently. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm embarrassed that now this is going to be, be perceived as the American position. Now, this is our country position. No, it's, it's not my position. I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for this 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 complete fool, this nincompoop. And we we were so much better off when you know when people had the idea that the world didn't like us. Well, it wasn't the world first of all. It was a lot of you know these three groups, which I said time and time again, are people who hold these three philosophies are so dangerous to society as we know it. You know, the secularists, the appeasers, the socialists, and all three combined are absolutely deadly. It is a recipe for disaster. And that's who's leading our agenda now. You know, this whole idea that America needs to join the world, you know, get away from the dark days of the Bush years and, and you know, just, you know, just be enlightened like, like everyone else. Join in. You know, join the world. No, no it's, not the, it's not America. That needs to join the world. It's much of the world that needs to join America. Be more like us, not the other way around. Um, but apparently, a lot of people don't seem to believe that, which is sad, really is. And it's very, very unsettling that that anyone would agree with us. That anyone would think that I remember the whole. That whole, I don't even know the word for it. I don't think there is a word for it. Because there's nothing that can describe how ridiculous this was. When uh, you know, our glorious leader went over to uh, Berlin during the campaign, apparently maybe he thinks Germany is one of our 57 states. I don't know. Maybe that's why he did. So when he went over there and he had his you know, hundreds of thousands of Berliners there to see him and whatnot, and he's like, uh, people of the world, uh, people of Berlin, this is our moment. This is our time. The whole thing is just ridiculous. And anyone who buys into that, there. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I, in his defense, if anyone has good taste in leaders, it's the Germans. So, yeah. Um, but this whole thing is just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, to think that we have this guy. I remember on election night, you know, when the film TV, Obama elected president, which, first I felt like throwing up. Um, then it's like, wow, in a couple of months, we're going to be stuck with this guy for four years. Four very dangerous years. I mean, it's so sad. You think that after eight years, or after, you know, seven and a half, nearly seven and a half of our country being secure, of the, the policies of the last administration keeping our nation safe, that people wouldn't grow so complacent, but they have. And history repeats itself time and time again. It just baffles me how anyone, you know? I mean, the way people behaved right after 9 11, and the way they viewed the whole situation now. I mean, yeah, you have the whole economy in, in a degree of trouble, that which we'll get into more later. Not President Bush's fault. Not going to jump on that bandwagon. Um,. But for them to, to realize, you know, we're not going to be safe if we don't have the right leadership in it. He was willing to stand up. He was willing to not appease, to go the 
you know, the uh, the way that people went, like Chamberlain and and uh, bassoons like that went back in the 1930s. And to stand up to these madmen, you know, to stand up to evil. But I guess not. I guess not. All right, uh, we're going to take a liberal wisdom timeout. Uh, Congressman Bonnie Frank will be with us today. Hope you enjoy him. Let me know what you think. Uh, we'll be taking some calls on the other side of the break, so call in uh, 347-308-8073 is the number. I'm AJ Bruno. We'll be back after this. Oh, hello, it's me, Bonnie Frank. I don't know why you're listening to this show with this crazy white-wing nutjob. This guy is crazy, ain't that gay? He's all these things. And why are you people listening to him? He's horrible. You should be listening to me. Now go out there and help fight for, for equal rights for gay marriage, okay? Instead of listening to this idiot who's prejudiced, who's a bigot, who's against equal rights. And now shame on you people for listening to him. Shame on you. And you, I don't know, you stupid conservatives. If any of you are, are not conservatives and you're wishing to this guy, then shame on you too. Shame on you. Now, now what we should be out there trying to get our great president Barack Obama to go there and support, support gay marriage. It's one of the most important issues. One of the most important issues to support. And anyone, anyone who's not against it should be ashamed of themselves. Now, hopefully one day, all states can be as, as, uh, as enlightened as the great state of Massachusetts and support this, this matter of equal rights. Now, I urge you to, to not listen to this idiot who is against that, who is against equality for all, you know, because there's nothing wrong with it, there's nothing wrong with sodomy, or uh, should be ashamed of yourself if you... If you think there's something wrong with it, it's not disgusting or anything. I would know from first-hand experience. Or would I go not go into one right now? Uh, but, uh, okay, uh, well, thank you very much for, for listening to me about this. And I, I hope I've certainly uh, changed your mind re- regarding this. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, this is uh, Congressman uh, Bonnie Frank. Not not Congressman Bonnie Fogg, as uh as uh, Dick Army once called me, uh, that's, that's not very funny. I heard that one a lot in school. And it was very hurtful, very offensive. So shame on you if you ever say that. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, thank you very much uh, for supporting uh, for equal rights. Uh, so for supporting gay marriage. Uh, hopefully we can uh, uh, get uh, President Obama uh, to get rid of that stupid don't ask, don't tell also. Uh, so we could all serve openly in the military. And then it will be uh, truly a uh, brotherly, brotherly experience. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, I've uh, gone on and on, and I'm sure you all agree with me by now. Uh, so I guess we'll get back to this uh, show, although I don't know why you're listening to this crazy, crazy radical conservative. You should be ashamed of yourselves. But uh, okay, it's me, uh, Body Frank, and uh, I've got uh, some things to do that I can't really discuss on here. Okay, I'm, I'm going now, all right. Bye-bye. It's me, Dr. in, telling you to keep listening to my good friend, AJ Bruno Show. You can call in at 347-308-8073. Now, 
Now stay tuned, you big dope. Welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks to uh, Dr. Levin for that uh, little promo again. And to uh, uh, Barney Frank, that was a nice little little speech he had there. Always interesting to hear from him. Let me know uh, what you think. If you want to comment on anything, 347-308-8073 is the number. All right. Um, we started talking about the, uh, before the break regarding this whole this whole issue uh, of Obama's appeasement and, you know, the other dangers that we're facing in this world today. Uh, I'll tell you what, I want to see... I would love... I mean, look at his approval rating at the moment, looking at the RCP average... Uh, 60.3 approve, which is still way too high, 24 disapprove. Um, but it's gone down a bit. Um, actually, if you look at the numbers compared to where President Bush was at this point, he was actually a little higher. So for all the people who say that uh, Obama's so popular, he's so, uh, you know, everyone loves him, whatever. If you look at that raw number, that's only, what? Seven and a half percent more than that they voted for him during the election. That's not a lot. He supports the voting. Uh, I hope people are going to see what kind of guy this is. If he makes a deadly mistake, like when he said in the first year of his president that he would meet with uh, Chavez or or Ahmadinejad uh, or other or Raul Castro, someone like that. Um, if he does any of that, especially, I would love to see a picture of two of these men together, like in the Oval Office, talking and laughing and chatting up with one of his leftist dictator friends. Or, well, <laughs> not a leftist, but a uh, radical Islamist friend in that case. Um, you know, would that not do him in? Would it not do him in? I, I think it would. Because maybe people would realize then he's negotiating with our enemies. Maybe we should have thought about that during the campaign. You know? I don't know. Maybe if people's judgment was not so clouded, was not so clouded uh, by this whole economic uh, fiasco during the campaign, maybe they would have realized that this is so completely irresponsible. But it didn't turn out that way, as we all unfortunately know. But if he, if he continues that, like I, I don't understand how. I remember O'Reilly saying uh, the other week, uh, you know, it seemed like on uh, foreign policy he's going to govern from the center, and, but domestically he's going to govern from the left. No, the government's from the left from everywhere. You know, he already said he's going to withdraw most of the troops by August of next year from Iraq, which just shows that he's supposedly expedient because he knows that if he leaves too soon, it'll go on his shoulders and it'll hurt him going into the next election because the Republicans can say, we told you so, you know. But, you know, now he's going to, now he's moving all these troops into, into Afghanistan uh, to deal with that whole, with that whole situation. 
But, but, you know, I mean, who, then this is one reason why, I, I, I don't understand how anyone in the military could support someone like this. And I'm sure most of them didn't, didn't vote for him. You know, this whole, with this whole, uh, actually, let's get into this, might as well, because, because Frank just, uh, Congressman Frank just mentioned the whole gay marriage thing. Apparently, I'm a bigot because I'm, I'm opposed to it. But um, this whole don't ask, don't tell issue. If any, if anything, and I, I don't, I don't know if. Let's see if he has a uh, moxie, I suppose, to go ahead and and push this. Because for him to try and push something so radical like that, not not smart. But once again, it's part of a larger leftist goal to undermine the military. They hate the military. They hate everything it stands for. And they'll do that. They'll take any route that they have to in order to destroy it. And by supporting this whole don't ask, don't tell thing, which Robert Gibbs said uh, sometime during the transition, I believe that he would definitely get rid of it and whatnot. Um, he has no right to do that. He has no right to tell the military that they have to accept something which could be detrimental to our forces. If anything, if, if, if the issue must come up, put it to a vote amongst all military members, up or down. Do you want the policy to change, yes or no? If it's a no, then whatever. It's a dead issue. You can't force the majority to accept something that they don't accept. Especially if it's something stupid, something, well, obviously the, the, the consequences would not be stupid, but, that, but bringing this up now is stupid. There's so many other issues to deal with. And for anyone to focus any amount of energy on it is, is, is so beyond preposterous. It is. Look, we have to, I, I mentioned this before, especially during the memo, we have to stand up for all conservative principles. We can't pick and choose. And this is one that's also important. And some people might be a little soft on this. And I've heard it said that, you know, if you talk about the whole life issue, the country's probably moving in one, I mean, despite the fact that Obama won, but Obama didn't win on those issues. He only won on the economy, which obviously shouldn't have, but that's what he won on. Um, you know, if you have a country moving in one direction on the whole life issue, but then another on the whole issue which I hope doesn't happen, but um, if it does, um, I mean, it's not too late to stop it. Just like it's not too late to stop any of his problems. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's going to be able to do a good amount of damage in the couple of years that he has. Maybe we can stall some of it to at least the congressional elections. And if the Republicans can managed to retake the majority in the House. Obviously, the Senate's going to be a, it's a two-cycle deal. Um, or even if you get close to retaking the majority, they're not going to be able to get done all the stuff they want to get done. And certain things, like the whole embryonic stem cell research, this whole gay thing, um, he has other ways he can go about doing it, unfortunately. But this will lead into another issue, this whole uh, social health care thing. 
if anyone thinks, yeah, if this whole okay, obviously, I mean it's a delicate issue. Obviously, you don't want to deny anyone essential health care. We're not a cruel society, and that would be cruel, obviously. But with that said, if you're taking a European socialist type model, that's not going to lead anywhere good. It'll convince, it'll encourage people not to basically not to do anything. Like, hey, I'm I'm taking care of what I need to do anything for. And I mean, have anyone seen that stupid movie Sicko, which I wasted time watching a few weeks ago? I mean, first of all, it's a dumb movie in and of itself. Um, and more is incomplete. You know what? And it's boring most of the time, except it is so mildly amusing when he goes to like uh, Guantanamo Bay on a stupid megaphone. <laughs> but I like laughing at him, not laughing with him. Um, so that's kind of amusing. But this, the thing itself, I, I mean, I think that you know, he goes to Canada, France, and England, or whatever, and he's like, oh, it's so much better here, or whatnot. And he goes to Cuba. And of course, these Cuban doctors are so great. They give all these people this medical care they need so much, and and whatever. I mean, that's what the left tries to do. Portray it as like there's no there's no there's no uh, backlash for it. There's no drawbacks to doing it. We got it on. Taxes gonna go up. Um, the quality's gonna go down. You know, you have stories of people. In Canada, for instance, you don't have to come down here for surgery because you're waiting months and months for organ transplants. Or, I mean, you wait that long here, too, but you're waiting months and months for, um, you know, for for potential surgery that you need. How is that? How is that enlightened? How is that, uh, you know, somehow subscribing to this whole liberal idea of uh, um, this whole, I don't know, liberal paradise complex, I guess? How else would you describe it? They think they would have this utopia, this liberal utopia, this liberal utopian compromise. More like a dystopia, when you really think about it. And, I don't know, you're going to have some, have to have some way to revive, revive the whole thing. But this is not the way to go. We already have so much socialism in this country. What do you think about it? What do you really think about it? You know, you have public schools, which is it's not a bad thing, obviously, but the way that the liberals have hijacked the public schools with their sick, perverse indoctrination, that's certainly bad. There's no accountability in that area. So people are paying tax money in order to feed it into these liberal indoctrination centers, which in most of the country is what they are. It's basically what they are. You know, you have the whole social security thing, which I don't understand. I mean, can somebody explain why, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So people could save for themselves, invest the money they'd want to. Why did suddenly they have to do it so that each generation has to pay for the next generation? That doesn't make any sense because it makes the whole thing more complicated. And then it makes the system so that eventually it runs out of money. It's so unnecessary. And then all this opposition to when... Uh, President Bush wanted to try and privatize it. Not, not even fully, but partially privatize it. You know, and, and people wouldn't have it and, and whatnot. And like, 
It just doesn't make any sense. All it does is make the whole thing a lot more complicated than it really has to be. Really. Uh, like this. We already have so much socialism and corporate in our country, when you think about it. Do we really want to go further? Do we really want to keep compromising on those essential principles that have made this country so great? I think that's a, a very, very uh, short, very thin road between a black and white area. And you're we're probably stepping off in the wrong direction. And we should really, really stop that. So let me know what you think. 347-308-8073 on this whole socialism issue or model. On anything we've discussed so far. Um, I mean, look. Look. Now they're, you know, the liberals try and say, um, you know, some of us trying to say, we won the election, uh, you know, America voted for this change, uh, um, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, but what kind of change? What kind of change are we bringing? That whole that word is mentioned. That word is mentioned all the time. And yet... If there's going to be any change, quote-unquote, it's not going to be good change. It's certainly not going to be a change. You know, just as a side note here, I, so Wing Commander fan in my uh, show's channel, I mean, I'm a huge Wing Commander fan, and actually, um, I found it interesting. I, we're getting off topic here briefly, but uh, the, the alternate history books that uh, Newt Gingrich is writing, he wrote it with uh, William uh, Forschin, who wrote most of the Wing Commander books. So, you know, that guy is a Wing Commander fan like I've been for a long time, and he's a conservative. So, certainly two great things to be. Certainly two great things to be. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure most of the listeners don't know what that is, but um, but I mentioned that because we have one of our listeners on here. Yeah. Um, but yes, but yes. Back, back to this whole... Uh, this whole idea of oof, lost my train of thought. Excuse me. This whole idea we have to just, you know, agree with what the supposed majority of the country um, said yeah, that we're gonna do and whatnot. But we don't. We don't we don't have to agree with this. Why would we have to go along with that because um yeah. and I mean, I mean, if you look at the vote breakdown, the people try and say, "Oh, this this election makes makes America, you know, less less race oriented." Um, and then, of course, they throw the racism onto whites. You know, it's always white to a racist. It's never the other way around. Despite the fact that we have um, affirmative action in this country, which is the most racist institution ever. Anyone wants to argue with that? You know, good luck. Um, we have, you know, it's usually about. If you look at the 2004 numbers, it was about, I believe, it was about 80, 89 uh, percent black vote for Obama, 
President Bush got uh, somewhere around, I think it was 44% of his spat vote. So he made some inroads in that in that area. But now, see, this is what I don't I don't get. McCain, who also supported the whole amnesty thing, that uh, I mean, look, I, I I love President Bush. He was right on most issues. I, I, I applaud him for sticking to his principles on the whole immigration thing, but I think he was wrong. But McCain had the same philosophy, and yet he had to be a Hispanic vote, and it went down significantly. He only got about a third of it. I mean, I don't understand that. So, you know, we're trying to reach out to these communities, and they're slapping us in the face. The party, I mean, not, not all of them. I'm, this isn't a racist state. I don't try and call me a racist. Um, but... By and large, if you look at the demographics, that's true. A lot of these people, and especially on t- who else is tired of seeing these these whole these chain shirts or Obama's face plastered on something? Or my favorite one was when um, uh, it was the there were the White Houses in the back of the shirt, and then you had Martin Luther King, who was a Republican, <laughs> not a Democrat, um, next to Obama. On the front, uh, oh, and as for the liberal who just sent me that lovely message that I love the worst president after, why don't you call up and debate me? All you liberals who are listening, you know, are you too afraid? Are you too afraid? Three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. Give me a call. Hey, you're too scared to take me on. Too scared to take me on. Okay, I can understand that. So if you're not going to challenge me, I'm just going to assume you think that I'm learning everything, and uh, you can't reply to it. So that's for Jimmy Carter. Uh, Carter makes Obama look like, no, sorry, other way around. Obama makes Carter look like Rake. So let's take a minute to process that. Anyway, had a sidetrack there since I saw that lovely message. Okay. Okay. So the shirts like this are completely, completely ridiculous. I mean, wow. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have a shirt of, of President Bush and, uh, oh, I don't know, um, Watching or something, comparing them, and, and it said on what did it say? Um, it said, uh, you know, I don't remember the phrase this guy. Show something, something ridiculous. Something King said at some point. Um, or you know, all those Obama hope shirts and chain shirts. Like these people, I mean, of all colors, white, black, Hispanic, you know, whatever. There's a, a wide swath of people who are brainwashed, who are brainwashed by this guy. And the fact that any of these people would think, and they're still rubbing it in our faces, like, okay, it's March. The election was four months ago, okay? You walk around wearing these shirts and whatever. And especially, look, a lot of these, a lot of these, like I said, there's a lot of great black Republicans, a lot of great black conservatives, but, you know, it's mostly these who I see wearing these shirts. And... You know, if this guy was a Republican or if this guy was a a white Democrat, would they be as would they be as uh, into him? Would they be as enthusiastic? You know, just because I mean, he's only half too. Just because someone shows your general shade, that something that makes him good, that makes him a cool guy. You know, that makes him great. <laughs> I, the thought of it is just mind-boggling, and I remember. Dr. King's uh, niece, um, 
who is who supported the Republican ticket. And, you know, she said, you know, my uncle's dream is not fulfilled because now, you know, we have a president who does not respect the rights of every American, you know. Look at his radical pro-abortion, which I've pointed out many times. Um, his dream is not fulfilled. Maybe if we had a president, um, you know, President Keyes or Steele, one of those guys, then you could say, I think that would be a moment we could all be proud of. That would be a, a historic moment for this country. This is not a historic moment. Why? I don't care what color skin is. You know, I remember I had this, I had this professor last year, and he said, uh, you know, essentially this whole thing boils down to race. It's not about race. It's never been about race. It's about the fact that he's not qualified to be president. The fact that he's incapable for the job. He's a radical leftist. That's what it's about. You know? And going back to this whole liberal indoctrination thing, let's talk about that. Um, this one professor, I have now, it's for a presidency course. And so he says, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a you know, big problem that we have uh, in states like Alabama, Mississippi, where you know, only 14% of the whites or something along those lines are voting for Obama. You know, these people are racist. You know, and he's like, you know, if someone would steal around, you know, they might not vote for him because he's black. Like, I mean, wow. There are very few whites who are genuinely, genuinely racist in this country. Maybe racist against liberalism as a philosophy. Okay. If, if being against liberalism is a racist, then I guess I'm racist because I do not like liberalism. So, <laughs> I mean, wow. It's completely the other way around. You know, that's why... That's why you have so many um, minorities and the black community in particular voting Democrats. And thinking that, you know, when Michael Steele uh, was running for governor, and yes, I'm sorry, not for governor, for senator in uh, Maryland in 2006, he he got a little bit more than most did. But um, I mean, Maryland was a former slave state, you know, former state of the union, but still a state with a lot of slaves. He had most of the whites voting for him. It wasn't about race. It's not about race. And they just love to play this card. And it's just beyond me. And for anyone who buys into this, it's so, it's so, so, so messed up. So, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? 347-308-8073. Is the number. You know, I haven't heard from any liberals today. I guess they're agreeing with me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm changing their minds. Um, they don't feel like challenging me. That's interesting. That's interesting. So I'll, I'll just take that into account. Um, I guess you all agree with me on this stuff now. This is great. So we have all these liberals listening. They apparently think President Bush is great. Obama is uh, uh, awful. He's worse than Carter and... Uh, Buchanan and all those losers. <laughs> uh, more more liberal comments here. If you if you love Obama so much, call in. Tell me why he's great. You scared to call in? Must be. Must be. I guess so. I don't. I don't. Let me get this right. I don't hate. I don't hate Obama. I don't think he's a very good guy. Um, which uh, I'll, I'll share my Obama story. Let me tell you when I started to strongly dislike him, to despise him. I'm not going to use the word hate, because he probably hates me. But 
let's go back to this. This was, um, what was it, January of last year. Uh, he was at my former institution um, for some rally with stupid Kennedy's endorsed him. So, you know, he had the Orca of Cape Cod uh, head there, and his son, uh, the trunk guy, what's his name? Um, I don't remember. That loser congressman from Connecticut, I think. And then uh, his niece, Cal. So they were all there to endorse him, um, whatever. And so I have, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to, I only went because it was close, it was inconvenient. I mean, it was convenient. At that time, I had disliked Hillary more than I disliked him, which that changed later on. But so I have a, you know, piece of paper, uh, some dull, crappy hotel pen. Um, so he walks by, I'm holding my pen, and the Secret Service guy comes, takes my pen, walks away. Yeah, as if I, apparently, I, I, I guess I was a potential assassin with my dull hotel pen. Um, okay. Clearly, they don't care too much for uh, reason and intelligence when they're hiring Secret Service guys. <laughs> uh, at least not with this guy. So he comes by, I don't know, 10 seconds later. In that respect, I say, Senator Obama, your Secret Service guy took my pen and just wanted an autograph. And he goes, oh, well, I'm not signing autographs. So I say something like, um, you know, everyone signs autographs. Republicans do. Mitt Romney is getting autographs. Uh, so he keeps walking. Uh, I don't know what to say. And, I, and I'm, trying to, I'm trying to film this as going on. And I, you can find this on YouTube. Search Lord AJ. Barack Hussein Obama, you can find the video on there. But the best part is not on there, unfortunately, because this guy generally genuinely scared me. Um, so he's walking a few seconds later. Um, you know, we exchange a few things. You can hear that. He's like, okay, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you know, well, you're a Muslim terrorist sympathizer. He takes a smile off his face, right? Uh, shaking his hands with his fake thing that he does. Looks at me, and he says something like, uh, why did you just say to me? So I repeat it, <laughs> and he said something else. Um, keeps walking. I think I shouted something else. But uh, so I'm filming it. But when he said that, I lost focus of the best thing that he said because the guy. I mean, he gave me this evil look. You should see the look this guy gave me. Pure evil. Wow. And he was angry. You know, they, they try and say, "I don't want a calm guy. He never, never gets mad." No, he did get mad. He did get mad. He got very mad because I had the nerve to call him out for what he was. And I would be nice to the guy. All I wanted was his autograph. Well, that would have taken two, two seconds. Even the orca of Cape Cod scribbled something down. So, um, I, although I still yelled out Chappaquiddick while he was speaking, because let's not forget that the liberal lion, as much as we want to say, oh, you know, we want him to get better, uh, you know, wish him the best, blah, blah, blah. This guy's a murderer. He got away with, um, at the very least, a voluntary vehicular manslaughter. You know? Are we going to wish uh, any murder the best? That's what he is. You know? <laughs> I mean, the way things are just twisted, again, it's just beyond that. And the best part is, this just shows what an elitist Obama is. He is such an elitist. <sighs> um, he didn't pet a tear. It's one of that stupid hero show, which sucks that I stopped watching. Um... So she's there, apparently. Well, I didn't know Toyota. And so she's there with her manager or something like that. And I, apparently he must have told some staffer, oh, I'm, you know, me, and uh, can I meet him or whatever. So it's not for two seconds to get an autograph, right? 
but he gives her five minutes alone in private. Why? You know, why? Why does she deserve that? It just shows what I don't need to see it. So he doesn't have time for the common folk, you know, for us regular people, but he has time for his rich Hollywood liberal elitist types. That's the kind of guy about it. He's not the man. He's not a man of people. And shame on him if he tries to portray himself for it. This is all part of his master defeat. He doesn't care about you. He cares about power. He cares about pushing his radical agenda. That's all he's ever cared about. That's all he cares about. He's fine now. He's sitting in the catbird seat. You know? Why, why would he... Why would he genuinely care about anything in the And people swap... People troll over him. Like, this guy's so great. He's the Messiah. Obama, he's amazing. Ooh, whatever. <sighs> wow. I mean, that's all. That's all I can really say. The guy. The guy is beyond, beyond ridiculous. So, you know, if if you're a liberal out there, you think this guy's so cool. Let me know. Let me know. Three four seven, three zero eight, eight zero seven three. I personally don't think he's cool, but hey, maybe that's my opinion. You never know. Um, all right, well, we're at the actually the bottom of the second hour. Let's take a little break here. Um, sorry again, the show's all mixed up today. Uh, since we had a guest canceled the last minute, apologize for that once again. Um, for those of you who didn't hear the the first show. Um, why don't we have uh, Muhammad, the Al-Qaeda spokesman? We'll, we'll repeat that for you. We'll have a, we have a new segment coming up later. You'll want to stay tuned for that. That'll come at the last break in about a half hour. So let's go take a three-minute break, and you can listen to Muhammad take you into the break. Okay, once again, uh, Muhammad, the Al-Qaeda spokesman, thanks for coming back. Well, we're having some soundboard issues. Okay. Well, while we're getting to that... Um, Hello, this is Mohammed, your friendly representative of Al-Qaeda. Now, we are getting a lot of bad press, uh, especially on this uh, AJ Bruno show. Let me uh, clear up a few things. Uh, look, uh, it, uh, we are really good guys. Uh, we don't, uh, you know, don't look for trouble. Uh, all we ask, we have a simple request. We just ask that you follow Sharia law... Uh, and if you don't, we would kill you. What is what is so wrong with that? It, I mean, really, there is nothing really very wrong with that. Uh, it is not so hard to accept that the Islam is the one true religion. Now, uh, I think we could all agree that we should establish a one-world caliphate. Uh, you know, and uh, we have we have some great leadership. Uh, you know, from our great leader Osama bin Laden. Uh, very, he's a very good guy. I mean, you should get to know him. He's a very, very, very free man. Uh, you know, good family man. I, I don't understand why you why you hate him so much. I mean, we know you were Americans. Uh, the great Satan. They are the Jewish. They are the ones who started all this trouble in the first place. You know, I mean, I mean, no shame on you people. I shame on you. You know, you're calling us the calling us the bad guys. We didn't do much. You know, a couple of planes here and there, a couple of explosions. Uh, so what? So what? It's not uh, not so much a big deal. Uh, but uh, you will never you will you will never catch. You'll never catch a, 
uh, somehow or or uh, we will never shut our great organization down. You know, we we consider ourselves a you know we are philanthropic uh, organization. We are freedom fighters. <laughs> we call us terrorist terrorists, but you know what they say: one man's uh, terrorist, another man freedom fighter. You know, maybe a few uh, imperialist uh, uh, medical American scum didn't interfere in the Middle East all the time. You know, shame on you. You're trying to defend that uh, stupid uh, stupid Israel. <laughs> When they are in, our, in Palestinian territory, you're sending troops over Iraq and Afghanistan. Who are you, you great Satan? Well, shame on you. Now, you must all accept Islam. Or else. Now, I hope I am educating you on this, on this most important matter. I, you won't listen to that propaganda he says about our, our radical Islam. And, you know, that we're trying to make you, you know, believe in Sharia law. And, uh, you know, follow the Prophet Muhammad and all these things, you know. <laughs> you know, I, this is not uh, that big a deal. All you have to do is accept Islam. Now, uh, this is uh, Mohammed, your your very very friendly neighborhood uh, uh, terrorist spokesman. Uh, you see, I'm a, I'm a you know I'm a human being too. You know, I'm uh, glad uh, your president Obama, who is one of our own, uh, don't don't let him know we told you. Uh, you know, we're glad he's not going to be you know, uh, you know torturing and uh, keeping uh, uh, our poor uh, brothers in arms at that horrible Guantanamo Bay. Uh, it's awful. You should let them all go immediately. Okay, now I uh, will let you get back to this stupid, uh, stupid show of this uh, horrible, horrible uh, Bush-loving, uh, uh, intolerant. Uh, oh, I don't even know what to say about this guy. All right, uh, thank you, and may praise be to Allah. All right, thank you, Mohammed. Um, those of you who didn't hear that, let me know uh, if you have any thoughts. Three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. Uh, all right. Well, let's get back to this this whole issue here. Uh, by the way, we're going to be making some changes to the show. We'll announce that uh, toward the end of the program. Um, probably going to be spreading out a little bit. Um, so I'll let you know what the deal is with that later on. Until um, then, if you want to give a call, three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three is the number. Okay. Let's get back to this whole uh, Obama thing. So, uh, let's get back to that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't... Yeah, you can look this up if you want. I wasn't... I wasn't... I know a lot of people try and say... Uh, you know, there's been a lot of liberals who have tried to say that. Oh, well, maybe it's your fault. Yeah, maybe uh, you know, I should have been so rude to him. But uh, he was rude to me for... I was being civil with that. And, you know, nobody asked him to to do what he did, but he did it anyway. You know? Just show what an elitist he was. And look, as much as I'm not a big Hillary Clinton fan, I haven't met her or anything, but it could not have been any worse. Having her could not have been any worse. And I think that, you know, we initially thought that he was actually better than she was. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, and as much as, you know, thinking back now, looking back on the whole election, as much as I wasn't a big Rudy Giuliani fan for a few issues, I mean, you know, the thought of him being president now sounds a lot more appealing compared to what we have now. You know, uh, I mean, uh, I'm in front of any of our candidates that we had being president. Sounds a lot more appealing. This is the worst possible situation. I don't know how many people are aware of that. Obama being elected 
is the worst thing that could have happened in this country. The worst thing. Uh, I've talked so much. Why don't we why don't we go to the phones for a while? Um, let's see, hello caller, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, what's in your mind? Hey, this is Wing Commander calling. Ah, Wing Commander, what's up? I'm hanging with Commodore Blair here. I uh, I just wanted to mention, uh, like, Liberal 14 is, you know, espousing his passion and love for Obama. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I just wanted to say to him that past presidents, I don't care which one you talk about, was always able to look at the camera, look at the American people, and talk about, in a speech, what he was saying because he believed in what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, Obama does not believe a stinking word that he's saying because he has to read it off those teleprompters. He has no freaking idea what he's saying because it's got nothing to do with what he's thinking. And what he's thinking is a complete communist Marxist overthrow of the of this country. This is a coup on the fundamentals and principles of this country. And we are in dire peril. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh and something's got to be done about it. And I, I, I couldn't... The movement no, is ahead. growing. Yeah. The, the movement is growing, and, and something is going to be done about it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I couldn't agree more. I wish I wish people realized a few months ago, though. And, you know, a lot of people say this throughout the election. It's like, now is the time to wake up. That was the time to wake up. And now, you know, I mean, what, what do you think we can do here? Because... We're stuck with this guy. We're stuck with a radical leftist democratic majority in this country. How are we going supposed to counter something like that? I just don't see it. I I don't know either. I don't condone violence, but I'm sure that someone is going to get upset enough to take shots at this guy. Mm -hmm. Because it's just getting way out of hand. Uh, They've got a bill in committee now that's going to ban... Citizens from growing vegetables and hunting wild game. Wow, that that is that is just ridiculous. Once the government controls the food, the media, and uh, they're gonna, we're gonna, we're all gonna be slaves. Yeah. Well, that's what they want to do. I mean, they, they, the Democrats have done this for decades. What they do is they try and make people subservient to them, dependent on them. Um, you know, welfare is the biggest way they've done that so far. And that's how they lure in voters and keep them long-term. I mean, I think that so many people actually believe that there's some benevolent party that are just going to you know, give you things and they, they you know, want you to succeed and whatnot. I mean, so many people have bought into this. But I agree. We have to be able to fight it now because if this whole any of the Marxist philosophy, if we don't stop it soon, it's going to be too late. And we've already missed the opportunity in the election to do it. I mean, there's only so much we can do now. But the best we can hope for, stall it, slow it down, build up enough opposition. Opposition. Maybe people will realize it. 
maybe make some major gains next year, you know, slow this guy down, minimize the damage for 2012, that's the best we can hope for right now. And, you know, I mean, if he, if he manages to get some of this stuff done, it's pretty much game over. Yeah, they're, they're uh, you know, he's intentionally driving down the stock market because he doesn't believe in private wealth. He believes in everybody retiring on Social Security off the government. And then they're going to turn around and say, oh, well, you, if you people want this money, then you're going to have to vote Democrat and keep us in power. And there, there was a movement for uh, uh, elimination of um, a part of the Constitution that limits presidential term limits. And if they do that, we're going to have Obama for life. Yeah. I would, I would, I wouldn't love to see them do that. Where did you, where did you hear about that? That's a, a new one, but it's not surprising at all. Uh, which one? The vegetable growing? Well, that, that's ridiculous too. But this whole removing the uh, constitutional amendment for the limits. Oh, that that was uh, put in months ago. Um, I'd have to dig for it. Yeah. Because you know that's like gone off my radar. Hmm. Yeah. But they're trying for it, you know, and they'll probably try for it every year. And they'll do, you know, whatever. Like they, they. they it's not even borderline. They pretty much worship this guy. They worship Obama. You know, he's their he's their glorious leader. He's their Messiah, and they they would love to have him. You know, be like Chavez, who just won that that sham uh, referendum to abolish term limits. You know, and, and that, that's why they they worship friggin' uh, FDR. You know, who would have been had he lived another twenty years, he would have kept on running. He was practically a king. And anyone who wants to believe that clearly does not believe in the representative republic, uh, republican system that this country was founded on. I, and I would love to see them attempt to do that. I would love to see them attempt to do that. And hopefully then there'd be a backlash. And people would realize that this is nothing more than something about power and something about pushing their radical anti-American agenda. See, I, I've talked to so many people. I live in Connecticut. It's a liberal state, okay? I've, every single person I've spoke to don't like what's going on. Yeah. Okay, I don't care if they're Democrat or Republican or, you know, whatever. And it's just so, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Pe- some people believe what he says, and that's a big mistake right there. Because yeah. if you can't look into somebody's eyes when they're saying something and you know they're lying. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm one of those people who knew he was full of it for a long time, and some people it's going to take them longer, and, you know, I wish they would have woken up ahead of time. Uh, I mean, hopefully there will be this rejection of this agenda at some point. I, hopefully it's not too late. Uh, for, for instance, in uh, Connecticut, you have... Uh, Dodd is up for re-election next year. If, if the voters re-elect this guy, I mean, yeah. this is one Democratic seat which should definitely go. I mean, he is so corrupt. He is so corrupt, and he's nothing more but a you know an axe man for 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 Obama's uh, for his agenda. So I, I hopefully someone like that is going to go. I mean, I hope you guys are the good candidates too, and a conservative candidate. We we don't need more 
uh, Snow Collins, uh, New England types. That's not going to get us anywhere. Maybe I should run for Senate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he can do a lot better than this guy. It's, it's uh, pretty, pretty sad. Uh, they'd want a long-haired country boy in charge. The, the, yeah, yeah. With this state, the way it is. Yeah, well, that's the same way it is. Same way it is in New Jersey. I mean, uh, you know, where I unfortunately fell from. Um, you know, we had this this one candidate, Brett Shumler, who was mayor of Jersey City, a heavily minority Democratic city. Um, I think. I mean, Speaker Gingrich and. Uh, William F. Buckley once called, they both praised him. I forget which one said this, but one of them said, you know, he's the most exciting, I think it was Buckley, he's the most exciting conservative in the country. And, you know, he would have been, he would have been, uh, a lot of people probably haven't heard of him because uh, when he ran in 2000, he didn't get the nomination in 04, unfortunately. But you have so many moderates in these blue states in the party who won't support conservative candidates. And, you know, you have so many obviously Democrats and independents who, while they might get into some fiscal conservatism, once you get to the social thing, they get really uncomfortable with that. And I, you know, I said this over and over, so you can't nitpick at conservatism. That, that's why we lose. That's why we lost last year. And maybe these, you know, these people who subscribe to this whole uh, Northeastern Republican type uh, philosophy need to, need to wake up. I mean, we, have, we basically have Spectrum, Snow and Collins and people like that, you know, three of them, and anyone who supports them to thank for this this uh, sham uh, spendulous, you know, pork laden uh, bill that that's gonna do nothing. Um, so you know, I, I think we need to we need to refocus like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it's it's gonna be a a long road, long road for sure. Um, Liberal 14 is still stuck on the last eight years. He's he's in replay mode or some shit. Uh, I just got one question for him. Did Bush ever let the stock market go below 7,000 points? I mean, there it is. Exactly. I'll tell this liberal one more time. You know, call up the number. It's liberal. I had the same thing on last show. I had a number of conservatives calling, and the liberals are too afraid to take me on. If you if you think you're so much smarter than, than than conservative ideas, then why not speak up about it instead of hiding behind some? You know. If you want to anger a conservative, tell them the truth. You want to anger a liberal? To, uh, I'm sorry. If you want to anger a conservative, you tell them a lie. You want to <laughs> anger the liberals? Tell them the truth. They get all exactly. pissed off. Excuse exactly. Me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they say, uh, what is it? You know, you uh, you won an argument with a liberal. Uh, uh, when they resort to when they resort to name calling or cursing you, yeah. that's what they usually yeah. do. Yeah, once you once you beat them, they don't have anything constructive to say, so they just start calling you names. You know, you're a crazy warmongering neocon or whatever. That's what they do, and and anyone who buys into them is just 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 brainwashed. But uh, you know, liberal fourteen, any liberals that are listening, call in three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. You know, feel free, feel free to do that. Let me know. All right. Um, I'll tell you what here. Uh, if most people won't get this reference, but if Obama doesn't start to uh, man up, which obviously he won't, um, 
you know, he's going to let people like uh, Admiral Tolan uh, do God knows what, and and we know how well that worked out. Well, you and I know how well that worked out, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, thank you for your call. Yep. Later. All right. Um, thanks to uh, calling for that. Uh, if you want to call in, 347-308-8073. Let me give a few remarks uh, before the break coming up. Feel free to call in if you'd like. Uh, squeeze you in now or after the break. Uh, look, I mean, Obama is just such a disaster. He is such a disaster. And the people who defend him have no... I know legit uh, reason reason to do it. I, I, once, once, see, here's the thing with liberals. Once you have to thank them, once you point out why they're wrong, you know, they'll just start, they'll just start calling names. They'll, they'll give into the argument. Then they'll be like, no, well, you're wrong. Blah blah blah. That's that's what they do. Um, I especially love when people try to defend some of these. Uh, Marxist beliefs they seem to have. Well, they won't call it Marxist, but um, the ones who get close to that. Um, you know, one of my favorite Reagan quotes comes to mind. You know, how do you tell a a Marxist? Uh, oh, sorry. How do you tell a communist from an anti-communist? Well, a communist is someone who reads Marx and Lenin. An anti-communist is someone who understands Marx and Lenin. Big difference, big difference. I think he said it pretty much perfectly when uh, when he said that, because they think that these these failed philosophies will somehow work, you know. And well, I mean, okay, communism has killed at least a hundred million people, and yet, you know, if we somehow try it again, you know, if we try it again, or if we, if we take baby steps towards that direction, which is more what they would recommend. Like that's gonna, and that's not gonna work out well. No, it, it, it's never worked. Um, maybe, I mean, look, look, capitalism isn't perfect, but it's far better than communism. We all know, we know that. Um, and and there's never been, you know, I mean, okay, if you have a communist system that's one, uh, there's not gonna be one class. You're gonna have, as they would call, a proletariat, and then you have the ruling class, uh, which is basically the rich, you know, because they control everyone else, keep them impoverished, and, and they're the ones who hoard all the wealth and power. So if anything, it's it's not. It's a totalitarian society where you have a couple people controlling everything. That's not communism. I mean, well, sorry, let me rephrase that. That is communism. That That is the only way it works. Does anyone really want that? You know? I, I mean, that's just the way these people think. It's, it's, just, it's just mind-boggling. It's just mind-boggling, and not, I mean, not 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 only that, but you have the whole you have the whole. Uh, all right, let's take a call. Hello, you are on the AJ Bruno show, caller. What's on your mind? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I can see my lawn again. The snow is melting finally, which makes me <laughs> well, happy. Yeah, you know, the planet's going to be a uh, 
follow fire pretty soon, so you better enjoy it. That uh, that uh, that was one long dose of global warming I just went through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, calling from Canada, so don't don't get upset with me when I say what I'm about to say. Because right. uh, I have friends in America, and I have great respect for the American people. Uh, I have absolutely no respect for the American government. Um, and uh, I don't have any respect for the, the liberals down there. I don't have any respect for the conservatives. I'm not talking people. I'm talking government people. Uh, I live in Canada. I have no respect for the liberals here in Canada, nor the conservatives. Uh, they are both cut from the same cloth. Uh, they are both moving both our countries in the same direction, mm -hmm. and uh, you cannot defend uh, the conserv. You can defend conservative values, probably as much as people could defend the liberal values as as people on the ground. But to defend conservative liberal uh, values as uh, as is contained in the government, uh, no no cigar, folks. Uh, both our countries need to get some very big brooms. We need to go into our halls of government, and we need to sweep these clowns out of there. Uh, we, we are moving so fast um, towards uh, total and complete, I don't even know what you want to call it anymore, fascism, communism, corporatization, uh, whatever you call it, uh, it's not going to be good for us. And uh, and and if you look, there's a story about a guy who came from a, a communist country. I don't know which country it was. Doesn't matter. And he was in the United States for about six months. And somebody asked him. He says, "Well, you know, you came from a communist country. This must be a whole lot better." And the guy says, "Well, that's how I got here. But when I look around, it, I don't see a whole hell of a big difference because in our communist." All, all the money and all the power rises to the very top, and everybody else suffers for it. And that's what I see happening here now. Um, so we can't get caught up in, in, in uh, this idea of conservative and liberal now. We need to really get caught up in, in, in people. What's mm -hmm. good for the people? What, what the hell do the people want? And, and other than that, there's not much that's important. Uh, yeah. All we got to do is f figure out how to get it. Uh, so far, they've taken and taken and taken. You know, there's a George Carlin clip. Uh, I wish he was still kicking around so he can go, See, folks, you thought I was trying to be funny. I was trying to tell you clowns something. Uh, you know, but there's a thing. There's there's one clip that says, uh, you know, what do they want? They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. They own everything now. Uh, and uh, the only thing they don't have right now is your pensions. And trust me, they're coming for that next, and they will get it. Uh, already I'm hearing stories of people who work for 20, 30 years for companies, and all of a sudden, well, geez, you're sorry, bad, bad, bad economy, you know, no pension for you, bud. Um, they're going to bankrupt everybody. That's the plan. They're going to grind us in the ground, and we better be ready to stand back up again. Um, and, and that's my thoughts on the situation. It's just you can't, you can't be calling each other names, right, because when you start calling each other names, you're distracting each other from, from from what's really important. What you guys got to do, everybody's got to get their their heads together and, and forget the scrappiness amongst each other and and look to what the problem is. And the problem is sitting in Ottawa in Canada, and and our provincial governments. And the problem is sitting at the White House and the state governments in your country. And that's where people have to focus, to focus their energies if we're ever mm -hmm. going to get out of this mess. Mm -hmm. So and, you remember uh, the. 
conservative party. Me? Yes. No, I, I, I ran as an independent in the last election here. What did you run for? Independent. I mean, what what position? Pardon me? Were you running for an MP? Or? Oh, uh, for 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 provin provincial government, ah, okay. which would be your state government there. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you know what you're uh, saying makes a lot of. I'm sorry, guys. No, where you go? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, what you're saying makes a makes a lot of sense. Um, but the thing is, what usually works are these conservative ideals, because a lot of a lot of what the left tries to do is. is Socialist or bordering on socialist, and you know you you can't you can't just give into that. Well, if if I could just put down uh, anything going to an extreme is bad. You know that, and I know that. Okay, I'm a firm believer in in an awful lot of conservative values, an awful lot of them. I'm probably more. I I I, I actually I'm guilty. Okay, <laughs> I'm guilty. <laughs> I, I grew up with with, with a more of a, a liberal background, right? If I had a rope right now, I'd go hang these buggers. Um, uh, but that's besides the point. Uh, I understand the conservative program, but once it goes to an extreme, and, and uh, I'm a firm believer in that, yeah, go do what you can, uh, build the best business you can, make as much money as you can. That's a conservative value, and I appreciate that. But on the other hand, on a smaller scale, there are a certain percentage of the population, always was, always will be, that for whatever reason needs some help. Mm. And that, that's, that's more of a liberal idea. I mean, you, you, you have to somehow give some kind of support to the weakest in society, because if you don't offer that, then, then, then it really takes away from the, the conservative thing starts to look mean. Um, but this idea of, of we, the government, are going to control everything, <laughs> that's way out of line. Uh, and that goes back to the conservative values again, which is we are independent and we are free. Uh, so, so there, there, you know, there's, there's, there's no perfect thing, but, but what's going on now, you know, we, we get one government in here that is, that is, you know, go, you know, that goes way right, and you get the next one goes way left. And, and what we need something is that works. And, and there's great values in both, but either one going too far is destructive. Mm -hmm. And um, and what we have now, is, see what what you got now though. I mean, is 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 it's not it's not American politics and it's not Canadian politics. And people need to understand that. Okay, these this is UN politics. Okay, this is corporate corporate politics. This isn't people politics anymore. Uh, they want to, tr to, I mean, they said it, they want to crush the industrialized world. That's their words, not mine. They're in the process now, uh, and they want to control every bit of electricity you use, every, bit of, every drop of water you drink, and they want, it, they want to control it from, from the UN, from a bunch of unelected officials. And that's what the American and Canadian people have to, have to wake up to, uh, not this, this scrappy shit that's going on. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and you know, and I don't want to hold you up because it's your show. But, but what I try to explain to people, they go, you know, I go, what? You don't think that can happen here? You know, you think because you're, you're basically a white country or you're America or you're Canada, you're special somehow? Trust mm -hmm. me, folks. Here's the deal: these corporate pricks have trashed the rest of the world and the people in it 
there's nobody left for them to go after but us, right? We're next on the chopping block, and that's the way it is, and we need to wake up to that fact quick. And yeah, I, you, you, I'll finish your thought. No, no, I was just going to say, I was listening to your show, it sounds great, and uh, and, and keep up the good work, and, and one of these days I'm going to get me a blog talk radio show too. Um, uh, but... Uh, no, just keep doing what you're doing. It's just I, I, I'm, what I'm trying to get people to do is try to stay away from the distraction factor, right? Because that's that's what they depend on, you know. Like uh, I, I know it's like in the states, but I, I don't watch much. If I turn on the news tonight, I'm going to see something about Afghanistan. I'm going to see something about Hamas. I'm going to see something about Israel. I'm going to see something about uh, Iraq, likely. Well. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do about any of these things. Why don't we talk about education in my country? Why don't we talk about the farmers that are starving to death, and these are the guys that grow the food, for God's sakes, right? Why don't we get back to dealing with what we need to deal with, and that's what's important in, in our own countries. Because any time that people spend time discussing any of these, these distractions they send out to us, that, that's taking us away from discussing what's really important. And, and I guess that's my message. So uh, I appreciate you letting me on, and I appreciate your show. Uh, get course. your favorite out here, and uh, keep listening. Uh, thank you. Okay, thank you, you very have much. a great day. You have All a great right, you day. Too. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Yep. All right, thanks. That was a great call from our friend uh, north of the border there. Um, oh, okay. Well, we were, we were due for a break here. Uh, uh, there's a controversial segment uh, coming up. You want to listen in? I will take some more calls if you want to call in after the break. Three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three is the number. Uh, let me know what you think of this. Um, all right. Well, this this just basically I don't know. I think this personifies the whole economic climate in the country now. Let me know what you think. So uh, we will go to a break and we'll be back uh, in about three. Yo, what's up? It's Jerome from Trenton. Yeah, I don't know why I buy listening to this, uh, this AJ Bruno. The man is a racist. He's a racist. You know, he's, you know what's up with this boy? What the white boss problem? You know, he's going out there, spend his whole show insulting uh, President Obama. And why, why, yo, why don't you like President Obama? Why don't you like him? Because he's black? You know, why, why don't you all like him? You don't like him because he's a black man. He's not black. That's just racist. Okay, yo, you, you have a day, you vote for that white boy McCain? No, hey, this is just then racist. It's like when you, when you, when the people, you, you all, all you conservative, you crazy conservative, you, you against, uh, you, you against affirmative action, you a bunch of racist. What's wrong with you people? You just straight up out of your mind. You must be straight out of your mind. Yo, why don't you all come down here to my, my crib down in Trenton, Jersey, and you, you see how, you see how like it then there. You know, you dissing, you dissing on man Brock. Tell you what, you bring hope, you bring change. You know, there's so many good things going here. You know, we had, you know, eight years of a fan policy of George Bush. You know, who does he do? Yeah, I'm glad that, that, that stupid white boy George Bush got. I don't need him anyway. You dumb conservative, you freak. Damn, damn, you know, a bunch of, bunch, of, bunch of dumb neocons, you know? I mean, shame on you people. You know, think, uh, could you lift uh, uh, that, that uh, you know, wanna, that wannabe, uh, uh, you know, that wannabe white boy, uh, Michael Steele? You want, you want to, you know, elect him as your chairman? That's somehow better? You know, we support we support President Obama. You you great leader. You know, just a great leader. And you, you know, uh, yeah, who, who cares? You know, if you're calling calling Muslim and stuff. You know, who, who cares? Who cares if you Muslim? You know, it's a great religion of peace. You know, so shame on shame on y'all. How dare you? You shame on y'all 
for insulting our great prisoner. You you want him to fail. You, you, you what's wrong with you people? What's wrong with you for great conservatives? Shame on you. You've done, you've done such a fantastic job so far. What's wrong with you? You know, I, I yeah, I'll give you an example. You know, I, I, I bought a house. I bought a house I couldn't afford. I, I've been spending uh, a lot of money on my, my, my little business. I got a little narcotics trade down here, here in Trent. And, uh, you know, I can't have a drum pay my mortgage. So, you know, you guys should chip in, give me some money. I pay, you know, help me pay for it. And uh, you know, that's, that's fine with me. That's fine with me. You know, I gotta work my business. You know, things are bad right now. You know, some people, you know, they, they owe me money for, for these, you know, these certain, uh, uh, you know, these certain substances, which I, well, I'm not gonna tell you about, of course, but, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just, you know, people, I don't understand you people. You go in there, Iraq, you lie about what mass destruction, you know, your crazy, your crazy conservative, uh, dumb, uh, b- b- policies, and, uh, it's wrong, you people. You're nothing but a bunch of racists. You're a bunch of, bunch of warmonger bigots. That's who you are. You, you know what? So the words of the Reverend Ryan, oh, no, no, not God bless America. You know, God damn America. Because all chickens are coming home to roost. Alright, well, uh, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Well, I'll let you, let you get back listening to that, uh, that, that Bruno, uh, that Bruno fellow, uh, crazy, crazy white conservative. Uh, shame on you. You'll be ashamed of yourselves. Right, I'm out, man. Peace out. All right, uh, thank you for that, Jerome. Um, okay, well, <laughs> all right, well, you see what I mean here. That's, that's the way a lot of them act. You know, it, you disagree with Obama and you're a racist. It's, it's completely, completely preposterous that I can't disagree with him, and yet, and I mean, think of the way that these, these liberals treated President Bush when he was leader, when he was our leader. They, they treated him like he was a complete idiot, and they had, no, you know, I mean, they had no respect for him at all. And now they try, you know, I'm sure someone will be like, well, you know, you're acting the same way, blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the difference. I, I, there's been Democrats who I, I've respected and admired. Barack Obama's not one of them. When the party's been hijacked by the radical left, and I, I'll be addressed with the, the uh, something that the caller said before the break. Um, if you want to call in, uh, 347-308-8073, I'll be happy to give any calls in the next few minutes. Um, let's get, let's get back to that, too. What liberals have done a lot of damage to this country, and we're starting to move in the direction that a lot of countries go, which is, I, I think it's very dangerous territory to cross into. It is. And not, not just on, on matters of, uh, on economic matters, or on matters of defense. But, I, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but, you know, let's talk about our, let's go back to our neighbors to the north. Um, you know, Prime Minister Harper, who was a man that I, I had previously admired, um, seemed like a principled guy. And now he's now he's basically, you know, telling members of his party to be quiet. I, I might have mentioned this last episode too. You know, on the whole on the whole life issue. Well, you know, you, you have to you have to get the stand up for principle. You can't do that with little expediency. And I'm afraid that's what's going on now. I'm afraid that's what's going on now. And 
10. Sorry, I had a little uh, mic issue there. Okay, anyway. Regardless of the issue, I think conservatives by and large have the solution. And whether it's whether it's in regards to uh, any issue, they have to be willing to to say, you know, I, I believe this, and I'm going to stand up for this. And a lot of people don't do that. And, and that's, that's one of the reasons why you see the Republican Party and the conservative movement in this country this way. You know? Um, and, and, you know, like I said, it's not just one thing. A lot of people are just focused. Yeah, the economy is an important issue. And, and I said I was going to touch on this, so I'll touch on this. Is that going to... Okay. The, the economy has issues of... Sorry, not issues. It has times of... Uh, great success and, and growth, which we saw throughout the vast majority of President Bush's administration. And it has recessions. You can't have an economy that never has any sort of setbacks or recessions at all. It's a, it's a function of, of, um, of a modern capitalistic free market society or a system like that. You know? And we, we cannot think you know, or people who go along with the whole idea of blaming of blaming President Bush for this. I've I, I voiced my disagreements with him when he was president, but like I said, if you agree with the president on 95% of the issues, that's great. And that's someone who I agree with on 95% of the issues because he was right most of the time. This president's not. He's not. He's wrong. This whole idea of, this whole idea of a stimulus. You know, spend, spend, spend on stupid things. Give bailout, bailout, bailout. That's not going to do anything. That's not going to make the situation better. It's not. Does anyone really think this is going to work? Does anybody really think it's going to work? Yeah. 347-308-8073. You know, we still did a pretty good number of calls the past two shows, and it doesn't seem like any liberal... I mean, I know they're listening. I know they're listening. I hear from them. I get mail. I, I see them on the, on, the, on the show chat. But they just don't have the, the, the courage of their conviction to stand up for. You know? Does anyone else notice that? The liberals don't have any courage of their conviction. Maybe a few do. Most don't. Most don't. But there's a lot of good conservatives who stand up for their principles. There's not enough of We've got to get people out there to stand up for what's right. We have to do it. And if we're able to do that, this country will be tremendously successful. Now, remember, in you know, when Ronald Reagan called this called America a shining city on the hill, and it just doesn't have to be America. It could be the entire world. The world could be one big shining city on the hill. Why don't we just believe in those principles? You know, believe in those philosophies. And when you look at the term conservative and liberal, it's often misleading. To it's not that because. Like, let's say you're, I'm sure many of you, you know, when you're learning these terms, when you're at school or whatever, let's say, well, conservatives, you know, like things the way they are. They don't want them to change. Liberals like change and progress and whatever. But, you know, you can't say liberal now. Now it's progressive because liberal, they're ashamed of being liberal. Yeah, I don't understand that, but okay. Um, but this whole, this whole idea that conservatives are opposed to change, the progress is not true. I mean, who's out there? 
you know, like President Bush laid out the whole vision for space exploration and increased the mass of it. You know? How is that conservative? He's literally reaching for the stars. I think that's what conservatives are all about. Let's be the best that we can be. Let's be the best that we can be. That's what we're about. You know? Liberals will make us feel guilty. You know, it's America's fault that we were attacked by terrorists, but that so many countries, particularly in the Islamic world, hate us. It's our fault. You know, we have to make sacrifices to uh, fight this supposed climate crisis. Um, and let me get back to that global warming thing real quick. I love how that there was that you know, whole global warming protest um, when it was snowing in Washington. That's rather ironic. You know, that's a major crisis we have to face, the climate crisis. Um, you know, or blaming the economy on things uh, that's not why, you know, like, like President Bush was saying. And, and, you know, they're trying to say, you know, if it doesn't work, don't blame us. Don't blame us because, uh, you know, we were just handed this problem. Like, you know, where Obama says, oh, I was handed this massive deficit. Um, you know, take a while to get out of it. And, you know, he, he says his, his whole spiel, well, he doubled the deficit, and then, then he says he didn't cut him in half. Well, yeah, you're going to cut him in half after, after you double it. Okay. <laughs> well, right back where we started. You know, he's spending money. He's spending more than they even have. I mean, the incompetence of this man, the sheer incompetence, and the people around him, too. And, and I really cannot. Everyone, make sure you pay your tax. You know, you're going to be paying more, of course. But, um, you know, pay your taxes. Um, and unless you're a member of the... Uh, the Obama cabinet, then you're exempted, apparently. You know, members of Obama's cabinet don't have to pay taxes. That's just the whole part of the whole liberal option thing. Because you have, oh, she was four, five nominees, uh, plus trade rep, having tax issues. <laughs> you don't see those kind of things when a Republican, when President Bush picked his cabinet. So... Yeah, you have this corruption on both sides, but it seems like the Democrats might have just a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, so I don't know about this whole idea of change. You know, change, of, change in the wrong direction. That's what it seems like. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. 347-308-8067. Uh, is the number... Uh, if you want to give me a call, we've got uh, a little under 15 minutes left in the show now. Um, but yeah, you know, let's let's expand on this a little bit before we get into the whole uh, changes. I'm looking to make in the show. Let me know what you think. Uh, and you know what? If you're out there listening, um, tell your friends about the show. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this: I'm, I'm looking at our I'm looking at our numbers right now. And I, I, I think we've gone, we've went up uh, you know, a good amount. We went up a good amount since last weekend. Uh, so, you know, get everyone, everyone you know to listen. Let's get everyone involved. Uh, and we'll definitely have our guests come up soon. We'll get more guests also. Uh, so that's definitely a good reason to listen. Um, you know, tell your liberal friends about it, too. And the liberals, I, I'd love to tell them a piece But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I must, I must scare them away. You know, it's the most. Um, let's touch on a couple more matters before we before wrap things up today. Now, three four seven three zero eight 
today's uh theme. You know, what works what works for our society, what works for our country, what works for the the world in general. And yeah, we should listen to all good ideas. Hell Obama's not listening to conservative ideas. If he would, he wouldn't be trying to push his radical agenda in other ways. You know, even even on uh you know, when he says that he meets with Republican leaders and whatever. And you might give them a little token concession. Then people try and say, uh, oh, well, look, he's trying to reach across the aisle. You know, he's bipartisan. He's trying to get everyone involved. Well, that's for show. And, and not only is it for show, but number one, even if they don't, if they don't go along with him, it makes him look good in the long run. And if they do go along with him, it still makes him look good. And then he has the added bonus of, um, you know, to spend his bill as more questions of saying, Hey, all, I was in this world. All the Republicans want to live with me too. So it's all part of this. I guess a game. It's a game that that the liberals play with our country and with with with, the, with society in general. It's sad. It's very sad, but that's what they do. The liberals. You know, maybe some do love this country. I'm sure they do, but by and large, a lot of them seem to be hellbent on doing whatever it takes to destroy our country. Now, you know, I'll say this: we didn't allow that to happen. Are we? What are the consequences of we allowed to happen? We saw the damage that uh, what happened during the Carter years. How Reagan won a sweeping victory and. How long that took to repair? I mean, who knows if it's even repaired by now? Obama, so much worse. I mean, this Carter was pro life, you know, he was, um, you know, he wasn't a Kenyan Muslim. Oh, ooh, I said that, didn't I? That's bad. I shouldn't say that. Excuse me. Um, but it's it's so much worse. This man is going to be the worst president they ever had. And you can see the signs now. You can see the signs so clearly. It is so clear. I, I wish, look, folks, I wish it wasn't true. I wish I could say, hey, I disagree with him a few things. But he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's hard in the right place. No, he's not. He really isn't. He's really not. And even some of these so-called you know, moderate Democrats, Showing their true colors. I mean, you see, you can see how, uh, for instance, Senator Casey, how he campaigned so furiously for him. His father would have never done that. Campaigned for a candidate who was so vigorously uh, anti life, for instance. Um, you know, you have Ben Nelson in the Senate of Nebraska, who I thought used to think he was a cool guy. You know, one of those old school, more uh, socially defensive wing. You know, conservative Democrats. Uh, you know, he's a supporter of himself. I, I don't understand this. A lot of people fought for this guy. Uh, but like I said, eventually a lot of these people are going to realize what a horrible mistake they made. And, you know, I hate to see I told you so, but I told you so. 
I said this a long, long time ago. I don't know some of you did so. Yet, we're stuck in a situation now, and we have to deal with it. So, well, we got to make the best of a very bad situation. Um, okay, let's hope that it doesn't take a catastrophic people to wake up. Because what we're doing is becoming complacent. And I mean, boy, the history repeat itself. It really does. Because these teams, they were at least teams past civilization. Um, you know, think that, hey, we're fine. You know, we can become weak. We can become perfectly complacent. And then they just collapse. Folks, when you're, in the, when you're facing evil, when you're facing evil, you got to stare it down straight in the face and defeat it. You can't, you can't just get into it the way Obama's going to. Well, he's already shown signs of it. Hell, he said he will. This whole, the whole idea is so warped. It is so twisted. It does not work. I mean, this country is such a great country. I think the founders are all in their graves. But I would love to just go back in time. No, actually, let's, let me bring him with me. And say, look, what did you guys mean here? Did you mean for this? Yeah, did you mean for, for appeasement and socialism and, and denying certain certain rights, to, you know, certain fundamental rights to people? Did you mean to do that? Because that's, that's what the kind of president is doing. No? That's what he's doing. You know, the man, like I said, the man who took, a, took an oath to uphold the Constitution. And was he really upholding it? Tell me, how was he upholding our Constitution? In what way? In what way? It's not, it's a rag to him. It's a rag to the liberal. It doesn't mean anything. It means whatever they want. That's why they have this whole, uh, what do they call it, uh, loose interpretation, or I forgot the, the technical term of how interpret the Constitution, or it's a living document, whatever. You know, so you can basically say that it means whatever, it's, whatever you want it to mean. Well, no. No, that's not true. That's not what the Constitution is. The Constitution was the most sacred secular document we have, and installed in it, you know, straight on our little troops. Certain rights that are entitled to all Americans. And certain things that aren't there for a reason. Certain things that are in there and certain things that aren't in there for a reason. But the liberals just love to interpret things the way they want to. It's all about them. It's all about their radical agenda. It's all about their radical uh, ideals to change this country. I think America needs changing. America doesn't need changing. America's fine the way it is. Sure, sure, there's things we've done wrong. And we need to fix these things. But the, the basic premise of America is fine. They want to undermine it. They want to change the fundamental core, the foundation of this country. We can't allow it. We have to stop it. We have to stop it. And so I hope, uh, I really hope that, you know, I'm helping to wake some people up here, if you haven't already, and I realize that we can't allow this to go on. If we don't stand up for our principles, who will? Who's going to stand up for America? Who's going to stand up for our nation? 
And so I, I would like to, I'd like to leave this thing about God. If it's not us, then who is it? If it's not now, then when? When? When it's too late? You know? When America is something that it wasn't meant to be, something that's completely unrecognizable. And when it once was, let's not let that happen. Let's not let that day come. So, I really hope we can do something to stop. Let's get a let's get a start moving together. Get our ideals together. Let's 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 rebuild the whole Reagan coalition. The Reagan coalition is not dead. We just lost our focus. We've kept our we've taken our eye off the ball. Let's get our eyes back on the ball and onwards to victory. Let's win another one for the Jipper next year, and let's do it again in 2012. And let's send the Liberals home packing. We gotta slow them down as much as we can. We gotta minimize whatever damage they're trying to do. Because if we don't, it's going to be too late. Now we have to. We have to. Now is now. Now is the time. Well, it's always been the time, but the sooner we do it, the better off we'll be. So I'll leave you with that thought. Um, about a minute and change left here. Uh, look, thank you so much for the success of the first two shows it's been, except for our, you know. Fortunate in the last minute uh, losing our guest before. I think it's been a pretty good show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I have. Um, look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to, to move around the times, so stay tuned to see what we'll do. I know it's hard for everyone to listen to two hours uh, this year. You know, maybe like might do an hour in the evening a couple of days a week. I'm not sure when. I'm looking at maybe the 10 o'clock slot uh, on weekdays, maybe a show on the weekend also. Um, you know, I'll have to see. I'll have to see what we can do. So stay tuned. Keep looking at my page. Look at the group on uh, Facebook or whatnot. I uh, will, you know, let you, you know, I'll let everyone know what's what's going on. I'm, you know, figuring out how we're going to schedule everything now. Um, you know, I think the 10 o'clock slot, would, you know, Eastern would would be good too. Uh, if we do that, now I'm not sure if we're going to move to that time. If we do do that, you know, stay. You know, so stay aware. We might move to that 10 slot, uh, maybe starting maybe starting as soon as it's Tuesday. I have to say. Uh, so hey, if you don't mind joining in, and what we'll do is we'll downscale the show, make it an hour um, on weekdays, maybe maybe on Sunday too. You know, maybe keep the 5 o'clock, go to 6. That's what I'm looking at right now. I'm not, not positive yet. If you have any thoughts, send me an email. Uh, Lord AJ at yahoo.com, L-O-R-D-A-J-A-Y at yahoo.com. Uh, let your friends know about the show. We, we had a, you know, we had a, a good increase in listeners today. Um, I'm glad more people tuned into the show. Thanks for your thoughts. Uh, some of you, you know, favorite me on, on Blog Talk Radio if you're a member. Certainly, I'd love that. Become a listener of mine. Uh, you know, you can go to my page, blogtalkradio.com slash AJ-Bruno. I'm sure you're there right now. Um, I also have a hyperlink at uh, the AJBrunoShow.tk. Uh, so yeah, let all your friends know. We will have some good guests in our next episodes. Um, let me know what you think of my idea to move around the show. Let's revitalize it. Let's make this more of a regular thing. Um, you know, then won't ask for too much of your time, but I would absolutely love it if uh, tune in. Let your friends know. Let's keep the show going. 
thank you so much for listening today. It's been fun. Uh, everyone have a good Sunday. And this is AJ Bruno signing out. I will see you all later. Thanks.